Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in on this Monday night, the day before Independence Day. We want you all to know that we thank you for taking the time out again to share with myself, the rest of the listening audience, and to share with our speaker for tonight is Dr. Serena Harris. I'm sorry, Dr. Serena Wright. We want to say that we are so excited that we're going to be having a word from the woman of God tonight because I tell you, this woman of God is on fire for the Lord. She is definitely a messenger sent from God. I want to let you all know, if you hear any noise in the background, please forgive it. I have some work going on at my home, and there's noise that's going on in the background. There's nothing I can do about it. But I ask anyone else that's on the phone, if you're not part of the ministry team or the speaker tonight, please mute your phone. Don't forget our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So with that being said, let me check to see if the woman of God is on the line, and if she is, if she's also going to do Facebook Live. Dr. Wright, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm on the line. Are I'm you on Facebook Live? But if you could connect us, that would be great. Okay, I'll see if I can get to it because I got so much traffic going through my house. I didn't want to be, um, you know, having it disrupted. But um, I'm going to hand the service over to you so you can let God use you and and let him have his way. It's in your hand. God, we just thank you tonight for this opportunity. We are always so grateful that you've created an opportunity for us to touch the whole wide world with the truth of your word. And so when we come before the people, we just thank you, Father, that you would fill our mouths and continue to see the truth into the heart of those that create a space where the ground is good and it shall bring forth that that brings forth righteousness, peace, and love in the Holy Ghost. And so we just thank righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so we just thank you for that now. We thank you, God, for all of the people that you have in mind that will listen live in real time and those that will listen in the archive 100 years from now, that they will know that you were thinking of them when you had us to put together these words and these ideas from the scripture that will be eternal for them, that will help to transform them and bring them into the place that you have called them. We thank you right now, God, that you shall continue to lead and guide us as we go forth and you alone will get the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we do thank God for you, woman of God, and for all of those that host and run this platform because we know for sure that the spirit of the Lord does move here on this platform. This is not the only one, but this is one. And so we are so grateful that you have been gracious and committed and faithful to the assignment to maintain this platform where people can come and be fed by the word and hear those things that God would utter from the prophetic voices. And in that, we give God glory for you. If you all would turn with me, in your Bibles, turn with me in your Bibles. We're going to look at a few scriptures. We're going to talk about uh, an assignment that God has given me called the recovery room, where we talk about those places in life where things have to be put together. I have found in my personal experience that when life is well and I'm working the amount of work I want to work and I have more money than bills and I feel strong and I'm eating all of my favorite foods, then saying thank you to God and serving him or doing the things that he may require of me are a lot easier. There seems to be an ease when life is doing exactly what you want it to do. Your children are doing exactly what you want them to do. All of their clothes are put away. Their homework is done. Their all getting straight A's. Your husband is delighted. He skips in the house. It seems like serving God during those times can have an ease. But when things become challenging, when 
nothing is going the way you planned it. When life is lifing and people are peopling and God is still requiring, that is when we have to be sure that we are still steadfast and unmovable. Because if there was nothing that could move us, I don't think God would say be steadfast and unmovable. If there was nothing that could shake us, I don't know that he would say be steadfast. Because life has a way of tempting and suggesting that we move from our stand and and don't do all we can and having done all to stand stand life can suggest that you just go ahead and move go ahead and tell them exactly what you think go ahead and say the first thing that comes to your mind go ahead and put them exactly in the place you would want them to be and that is not oftentimes the will of God for us and so in that what I have learned in my own personal experience is that those times when things are difficult those times when I need a reset those times when I need a recovery is when I am searching the scripture most passionately because I'm like, I'm about to be moved off my square by this person and their racial biases. I'm about to become angry and sin by all of the injustices in this culture, by those things that seem to be set against people that look like me or, or people that have the same makeup that I have or have the same ideas that I have or want to make promotions. There seems to be ceilings that unlock. And so when I get to those places of frustration or where the abundant life that God is promising me is looking real meager, that's when I'm searching the scripture more passionately because it is the recovery places where we must hold on. We must hold to the hand of God, understand, and our faith has to flourish in those times more so in the easy times. And so in that, we look to teach and minister when it is such a time on how to recover, how to stay in the place that God was requiring you to stay, how to stay in a marriage that looks all things bad, how to stay at a work assignment in a career objective and an entrepreneurial effort that looks like it's going to take you under, how to continue to pour into a child that seems the most ungrateful, disrespectful, how to continue to love and serve and be selfless, how to continue in the things that God has assigned for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so that's what we're going to look at tonight. We have about six points that we are going to cover, and then we'll be done. The first way that we enter into that place of recovery and what I have found is that we must have relationships. We must have relationship. The whole point of salvation is relationship. If you're taking notes, number one, say you have to have a relationship. There, I do not understand. If people are able to do it, then kudos to you. I have no way of understanding how is it that you can recover in the things of God and stay in the things of God and walk with God and obey God without a relationship with God, without a place where you and him come to convene, you and him come to talk so that he can download, that he can release to you, that he can instruct and he can speak so that you will have clarity that God's whole purpose was the restoration of that relationship, the relationship that was broken in the Garden of Eden when sin came and influenced them, that God was not enough, that sin came and influenced them, that the things of God were insufficient, but it was through relationship and the recovery of that relationship that we've entered back into a place of dominion, that we enter back into a place of recovery, that we enter back into gaining those things that God has already predestined for us. We must have relationships. I know that this is probably very remedial for those that are way, way mature in God, but sometimes when I'm browsing through the social media 
networks. I don't find enough about relationships. It's all about do this and do that. And if this is about this and if you have haters, but whatever we have, don't we know that through relationships, God can give us our individual instructions. We're individuals to him. We are his sons and daughters and whom he has well, he is well pleased. Do you know that son daughtershipness means relationship where there is a convening and there is a communing and there there is a conversation. What what it grieves my heart, and I'm sure the Holy Spirit, that we go around believing that even after our place in God has been established, we must still bear things on our own, that our best confidant is somebody in our contact list. Instead of going to the God that cares about you, he is Abba to us. He is Daddy God to us. He has recovered us as a father does his children. We have to have relationships. We have to know that through this life, as things continue to happen and, 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 and responsibilities continue to grow and those things can begin to look bleak and, and then they look wonderful and then they look bleak again, that it is a relationship with the Father, a real relationship where it is our priority to get to him and talk to him and commune with him and have him talk back to us, that we have that relationship that is sustaining and everlasting that we can continue to grow and to know what to do next. A lot of times what has happened is that we have become uh, uh, those that are going the wide way. We're doing the thing that is most popular, that makes most sense. But our way is the narrow way. This is why we talk about relationships, because you never know when God is instructing you on the path that is more narrow than the path you're on. Hallelujah. He said, wide is the way that's going to lead to destruction. But why, how, when do we know what part of the narrow path is ours? When do we know that we should turn that other cheek? When it's through relationship. We must increase the importance of relationship. We must continue to share the value of relationship. We must continue to press in as we get our benefits through relationship. Somebody say we've got to have. We've got to have relationships. Number two, when we are in recovery, look, we went to David. Take a look, if you can, just for a moment, in Second Samuel. Samuel. Chapter 12, we definitely do not, uh, will not have time to read through this, but just if you would, bear with us. This scripture is where David is having a conversation with Nathan and coming to understand the impact of what he did when he killed Uriah and took on his wife, right? And so this is very uh, rich and replete with revelation and understanding, but but. For the purposes of this discussion, what I recognize that when we need to recover, number two, we have to listen to our Nathan. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you know that there are times when you are wrong as two left shoes, both pointing backwards, and you don't have a Nathan? Hallelujah. Sometimes we are completely wrong and we're so sincerely wrong, but we don't have anybody that loves us enough to tell us the truth. And if we do have them, we don't listen. Because what was in, I, how I was impacted by looking at David in this story is it wasn't only that he had a Nathan, he had a Nathan and he listened. He was the king and a prophet approached him in all of his kingship in all of his royalty, with all of the the uh, victories that were in his history, with all that he had brought table and consistent victory as a warrior, as one that God had favored, that had allowed Saul to destroy himself as opposed to dishonoring the people of God. He is a man that was revered and honored among the people. And it wasn't only that he had a Nathan, which is crucial, but he listened to him. The reality is a lot of us do have people in our lives that love us enough to tell us the truth. And I 
guarantee you if you don't have a Nathan, God will send you one. But in order to recover, somebody say, you're going to have to listen. You're going to have to listen to someone tell you the hard things. You're going to have to listen to someone tell you you were wrong and it's nothing else but wrong. Nathan told him, he said, but you are that man. Because David became so angry when he gave him a scenario of someone that was completely wrong. And David's response was, was so angry because of how wrong the scenario presented that person. So could you imagine David's reaction when he went from an anger that was would have been a, a compassionate response to the person in the scenario because of how wrong the person was to find out that that wrong person was him. That was a shock to the system. That was a shock to his understanding. But there were not many verses between when Nathan told him that he was the man and when he repented somebody say you've got to listen to your Nathan no one will ever convince me that if you need a truth a transforming truth in your life that there is a truth that is preventing you from coming from an old place to a new place being liberated from generational habitual practices that have held you down hindrances poverty abuse low self-esteem inadequacy that God, if you don't have a Nathan, that God won't send you a Nathan. No one will ever convince me of that because God said he would never leave us or forsake us. He would be an unfair God to create a place for us to live in liberty and abundance and not provide the things we need to get there. But let me say this, brothers and sisters, we don't have to only have a Nathan. We have to listen to our Nathan. We have to know the voice of God speaking through those that love us enough to tell us the truth. We cannot live on ready, ready to snap back, ready to get you told, ready to cancel you, ready to try to scandalize your name. We've got to be those that have the capacity to hear the voice of correction coming from the voice of our Nathan's Somebody say, you've got to listen to your Nathan's. They're hard conversations. They're uncomfortable conversations. There are conversations where you can be riled up because you think the wrong person is someone else, only to find out it's you. They can be embarrassing situations. They can be humiliating situations. A lot of times they're exposing, not in a way to humiliate, but sometimes our vulnerabilities being exposed can be awkward and uncomfortable, but somebody say, listen, listen to your Nathan. God will send someone with the capacity and the compassion to share the truth and love and leave you intact. Hallelujah. Listen that love you and tell you the truth. Do you know that Nathan could have come? He could have come and been belligerent. He could, David was as wrong as wrong could be. He could have been crass and proud but he was sensitive enough to the kingship, leadership, and position of David that he presented it in a way that David could get it down. He made it palatable and effective. Somebody say, listen to your Nathan. Recovery is, is very difficult. If you will not listen, God will send someone and send someone else. He will continue. He will talk to you in the places of worship and quiet where we meet him. He will talk to you himself or Send someone with the message to speak it with clarity and understanding. But somebody say, you got to listen. Listening takes humility. Do you know that when David received this message from Nathan, he was the king? My God. See, say, I didn't say that you weren't the CEO. I said, listen to your Nathan. I didn't say you was all that plus the chip. I said, listen to your Nathans. I didn't say you were the director and got director of the award a year. I said, listen, listen to your Nathans. If David needed to be corrected, point to yourself and say, so do I. So do I. So do I. Listen, listen to the God's got people in the earth. That don't, don't, they don't have agendas. They're not haters. Oh my God. God. Everybody's not a hater. Some of those people that you label as haters are your nations. My God, they're just telling you the truth. And you didn't get mad. You got big mad. Hey, listen. Somebody say, listen. 
Listen, just, just hold on. Listen. Listen to your nations. Recovery is very difficult if we don't listen. We've got to have relationship. And somebody say, we've got to listen. Or you can't always be talking. So sometimes some of us are gifted at speaking. And so are you gifted at speaking or, or you're gifted in finance or, or you're gifted in this? That's just your thing, right? Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're gifted in music and, and you can do it. It's effortless. It's, it's, it's an excellent. It's, it's top tier. I mean, you, you're, you're just beyond questionable that that's a gifting, but that doesn't mean you don't have to listen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We've got to have relationship and somebody say, you've got to listen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number three, right after Nathan began to tell David, he said, and you did this, and you did this, and, and right here, you sinned against God, and you did this, and the next word, the next speaking voice you hear is David said, I sinned against God. See, we've got to repent. See, uh, see we, 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 we are wasting time, right? We're trying to defend ourselves and defend, and then, and then we find ourselves two years, three years, four years, 12 years, rehearsing the same idea. You know what? I'm stuck right here in this place, and, and I'm stuck right here in this place. And see, my, my mama always, you know, put her right shoe on her left foot, and every time I go out the house, I got my right shoe on my left foot, and I've been doing this for years. And, and somebody say, well, you still talking about that from 15 years ago? You still talking about, this is not to say that some things have to be resolved, nickety that everything that God delivers us from is immediate. Stay with the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about where we're presenting that God, that that, that God, that, that there's that this is only about a form of godliness, but we deny the power of God to deliver us because we won't repent. You, you've got a part to play. You've got to stop thinking like that and start thinking like this. Hallelujah. Do you know repent when John said in the third chapter of Matthew, repent. Think differently about the covenant of God. He was telling him, if you've got to change how you think the old covenant had a way, but you've got to change from thinking that old way to thinking this new way if you want to gain what is available in this new covenant. If we want to recover, we're going to have to repent. I know in my own life, in the life that I live in my head, I never do anything that requires repentance, but the life I live in reality reality requires repentance. I've got to say, you know what, God, I did do that. You know what, God, I did say that. Yes, Lord, I did hear you, and I didn't follow through. I didn't follow through or execute. Yes, God, I have been slothful. I have been lazy. Yes, and you've got to repent. I'm not talking about simply saying it, but changing how we think, changing how we think about missing time with the Father, changing how we think about not giving ourselves to the work of the ministry, changing how we think about willing to not be salt that salts the earth, changing how we think about not living in abundance and that more abundantly. We've got to repent. We've got to have relationship. We've got to listen to our Nathan, and we've got to, we've got to repent. Do you know that David, in that same scripture, in Second Samuel 12, please, you'll have to read it at a later time, but if you will follow the Holy Spirit, and that's David had done what he had done, what he had done, he had killed Uriah, taken on his wife, and there were consequences to suffer. Now, we do not follow the Old Testament. That's why we don't, I'm not going to read it here, but I want us to reference in the New Testament, Hebrews 12, chapter 11. I'm going to give you time to turn there, Hebrews 12. 11, Hebrews 12, 11, turn there because I found this scripture to be so poignant and related to what we're saying. Hebrews 12, verse 11. It says, for the time being no discipline brings joy, but seems grievous and painful, but afterward the yield a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those that have been trained by it. In conformity to God's will and purpose, thought and action. That's the Amplified Bible. It said, for the time being, no discipline brings joy. 
but seems grievous and painful, but afterwards it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness. Those that have been trained by it, formerly to God's will and purpose, thought, and action. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. When I looked up the scripture that said accept consequences, this is the scripture they gave me. Because the thing is, what I have seen, especially in North America, now in other parts of the world where you're listening, this may not be happening. But in North America, we have decided that if we are born again and love and serve God, then all of the consequences are something that the devil did. But the reality is there is a disciplining. There is a consequence. There is a consequence. Well, no, well, God, uh, God made me lose my house. No, you're not paying. Your mortgage made you lose your house. Lord, y'all understand what I'm saying. See, we've got to acknowledge the consequence. There are consequences. Now, if there is a situation where you can describe and know without the shadow of a doubt that you absolutely did nothing, where there were circumstances that were so unique, and these things do happen. There are times that people have victimized us or lied to us, and clearly we're not talking about that. But for those that understand what the Scripture is saying, there are consequences. And why sometimes I believe we try to skirt or run past consequences is because they don't feel good. It says discipline. For the time being, it never brings joy. See, we never want to sit in our consequences, so we either try like it was a result of something somebody else did, or we'll try to get into a victim position where we really were the progenitor of the, of the situation. But what I'm trying to say tonight through Holy Spirit is that if we want to recover, if we want to be those that continue to make progress in difficult in difficult situations. If we want to be those that persevere, those that are consistently victorious, walking the authority and dominion of the kingdom, when something's gone left, we're going to accept our consequences. We're going to say, you know what, God, you're right. Yep, I got rolled up at work because I came in late six times last month, so I got rolled up, but I'm not going to do that again. I, 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 I'm going to accept my consequence. I'm not going to say that they racist. I'm not going to say, oh, y'all, come on, come on, don't turn off, don't turn off. I'm not going to say they just, he wrote me up because I'm black. No, he wrote you up because you're late all the time. And see, a lot of times when we won't sit in our consequence, when we won't accept the discipline and how uncomfortable it is and the lack of joy that's in that discipline, we find ourselves forever learning, never coming to the truth. That's the scripture. That's why God is sharing this with us, because we've got to be those that are ready to recover. We've got to be able to dig ourselves out of these places that we may be in from time to time. We've got to have a way to bounce back and get back to the place that God has called us because that's always the plan of God for us. We've got to have relationships. We've got to listen to our Nathans. Once we understand what we've done, we've got to repent, change how we think. And if there are consequences, we have to accept them. Discipline never brings joy for the time being, but it will yield a peaceable fruit of righteousness who to, to those who have been trained by it. Do you know that that time off that you had to take because you kept coming late was to train you to get to work on time? That wasn't for you to just take a day, go off shopping, and, and go and, and do things that did not have you acknowledge that this uncomfortability, that this uncomfortable place was not to beat me down. It was not to destroy me. It was not to eviscerate me. It was to train me. It was to train me toward the things of excellence, toward the things that look like my daddy, toward the things of productivity, promotion, and elevation. Somebody say, you got to accept the consequence. If there is a consequence, accept it. It doesn't bring joy for the time, but the Bible says if you let it train you, if you learn to sit in it, if you learn to let it be your teacher, it will bring yield of fruit. And for those that have conformed to it, then they will find themselves in the will of God. Hallelujah. We've got to accept consequences. Hallelujah. This same scripture in 2 Samuel, listen, you all, listen to this so good. If we are going to recover, 
We've got to accept consequences, but somebody say you got to accept the grace of God too. You, you have to. See, David's consequence at that time is that the baby that he was expecting, that baby died. Hallelujah. That baby died. But do you know in the next verse he went and impregnated his wife again? See, see the thing is we, he accepted the consequence. And they said, look, you were fasting and you were praying. You were, you were all in it. You were there. You were fasting. You were praying. He said, yeah, but the baby died. Now we've got to go on. There's nothing else I can do. He said, I can't call him back to life. He's dead. He put his clothes on. He got up. He, 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 the Bible says that he put his clothes on and arose. He went on and got up. He accepted it. He grieved the baby. He was praying. He was weeping before God. He said, I don't know what God's going to do. I'm going to pray and fast and lament and ask God to have mercy and let, let this child live. But when the baby died, he accepted that. He accepted the consequence. Somebody say, and he accepted the grace of God. He said, just because God didn't let that baby live don't mean I can't have another one. Come on here, y'all. Let me tell you something. See, God's not trying to beat us down, punish us forever, make us talk lowly of ourselves, stop false humility, say, yeah, see, see, my business failed, so I ain't open another one. See, that's why I don't do that entrepreneurial stuff. I opened a cookie shop, and then, and then they banned cookies from my business, and you, I mean, from my city. And they said, can't nobody in this city make cookies. So that's why I don't do now. I just go and I just work at the Piggly Wiggly. Because, see, no, no, no. If you accept the consequences of God, you have to accept the grace of God, too. See, God's plans for us are good. They're never evil. He just wanted there to be a training. There was something we needed to know. And, see, what happens is, hallelujah, glory to God. What will happen is that after those consequences that are a response of our action, we will assign the consequence to God and never get the training. No, the consequence was a, was, a, was a response of what you did. But what God has promised us is that he'll let consequences be our teacher. Hallelujah. We, we, it, it, oh, my God, I'm about to run. Do you know God is so wonderful? Hallelujah. God said, listen. Serena, these consequences, I'm not going to interrupt them. I could sovereignly interrupt this and let you not suffer the consequence of your bad decision, but I love you so much. I'm going to require those consequences to train you towards the things I have for you. I did not initiate the consequence. I did not do that. Those are consequences of your decisions, but because I love you so I'm going to let those consequences train you towards what my purpose, train you towards the will that I have for you, train you in the direction that I want you to go. You all, it's so important that we understand and keep an alignment that the things from God are good. Hallelujah. The things from God is good are good. But a lot of times when we have consequences, like I said, we'll try to deflect or say, well, God made made this happen. No, 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 no. The, the, those consequences are a result of the behaviors that we did. But because he loves us, he will allow them to train us in the direction of the purpose of our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We've got to accept consequences. Somebody said, but we got to accept the grace of God too. Because see what happened after this? Not only did David accept the grace of God and say, look, just because I had a consequence that lost a baby don't mean I'm not going to try for another baby. Just because I lost a child don't mean I have to live childless. Just because I had a horrible marriage don't now mean I hate men. Just because I had a horrible wife don't mean I hate women. Just because this job had a, had a terrible outcome and they, they didn't do what they said, now, now I'm going to live on unemployment and be a scammer. No, no, no. That was that. Those That was that. But let me tell you, God's plans for me are still good. The business he told me, I'm just going to revise this business plan. I let those 
consequences direct me towards the will of God for my life. And let me tell you, this second business plan, baby, let me tell you, this one right here, oh, I learned so much. Oh, when that thing didn't go well, I went back to the drawing board. I found me some new business mentors. I joined a business group, and, and I, had, I found somebody that would help me write a plan, and that ha- person happened to be a grant writer, and they got, found me six-figure a grant to, to, to run this business. See, let me tell you, you've got to remain in the place that even the consequences can't stop the grace of God. Even though I must suffer consequences, they can't stop the plan of God for my life. They can't stop my elevation. They can't stop that I'm favored. They can't stop that I'm salting the earth. They can't stop, stop my preserving capacity. They can't stop that I'm here to live in that more abundantly. Somebody say, accept the grace of God, accept it, accept it, God's plans for us are never evil, they're always good, he's always daddy, you can go even to God even with that, and say, God, these consequences are training me real well in the direction of the will of God, and I hate every minute of it, oh, but God, I accept that I receive and understand that that's not the way to do that, that that's not the way to handle a wife, that that's not the way to talk to a husband, that that's not a way to express things to my children, that that's not a way, that that's not how I should allow anger to show up when I become angry. Hallelujah, glory to God, that that's not what I should say about those in leadership, that that's not, that those are hateful ways and we don't hate. This thing is training me real good, God, but let me tell you when I come out, when I'm done with these consequences, let me tell you, I'm going right back after purpose. I'm going right back after this thing. Not only did David have another baby, which happened to be Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, he also went back to battle. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. Every single skill set you got, go right back to it. Oh my, if you're a good mother and a good speaker, would you get back to mothering and speaking? If you're a good father and a good leader, would you get back to fathering and leading? That's what recovery is all about. God didn't make this, he didn't set a plan that we would get down and stay down. No, no, no. He said, no, no. Above more than you could ask or even think. There may be some training. There may be some Nathans that come and bring an uncomfortable and awkward situation. All you've got to do is listen in humility, accept consequences if there are some, and accept a big heap of that grace as well. Get on right back to it. Don't you know this is about recovery? The plan of salvation recovers and redeems us from sin and death. The whole plan of God is that we be restored, is that we gain back all that he always meant for us to have. Go ahead, man of God, and get up from there. You've accepted your consequences. It's over. Accept the grace of God and move on. Hallelujah. Get up, woman of God. Get up. Listen, you did what you knew to do, and you did all you could. Go ahead and shake that off. The consequences have trained you and trained you well. Square your shoulders. Grab the grace of God and move on. Plow through. The reach purpose. Go after the things of God like you never have before because that is the will of God for us. He never wants us to be down, to, to be to become um, that we, we we become to to become self-deprecating, that that we begin to rejoice in inadequacies and, and places that are of low value of the you know that are of that are of low esteem. He always wants us to know that we have unfettered access to Him. We can come to Him and talk to Him, share with Him, explore with. Him, continue in those places where his grace abounds and we can continue to flourish. We've got to be sure that when life becomes difficult, people of God, that we lean into the the principles of recovery. We've got to recover. We've got to get back up. Hallelujah. We've got to stay on our feet. We've got to stay armored. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just because the situation went everywhere you didn't want it to doesn't mean God doesn't have that for you. 
just because you were a party to to do it to, to having it go the wrong way doesn't mean that's not the promise of God for you. King David did not have to give up his kingship, nor did he go back to war and lose. Hallelujah! The next battle, he said he took the the crown off the king's head in the battle he fought fought in Rabbah, and he took many spoils. God still has that for you, sis. You've just got to recover. You've got to recover from that from from losing that child. You've got to recover. I know that relationship. It was devastating. It, you you dreamed all your life about it, and you were devastated. All you can do is think about what was lost. But that's not the plan of God for you. You've got to recover. I know, I know, sis, the abuse was real. You're not making it up. I know it was devastating. It was, it was perverse. But let me tell you, God, God still has the plan for you that he's had. There, it is not always the case that the consequences we suffer are at the hand of things we've done. Sometimes that's the case and sometimes not. But either way, we've got to recover. We've got to listen to those that have come to share the hard truth with us and say, you know, you know you've know, got to forgive that person. Do you know if someone is perfect? purposely hurt you, your Nathan telling you, coming and telling you that you have to forgive them can be a difficult place to land. Having to give, forgive someone that intentionally hurts you to satisfy their own selfish greed, that's a difficult conversation with a Nathan. But go head on and listen and lean into the grace of God. There's nothing but abundance ahead of you, sis, but you've got to recover. You've got to recover, sir. The whole Community's waiting on you. Hallelujah. That whole community is waiting on you to recover. Yes, you mentored and you sacrificed. You loved on those people and gave selfishly, and they mistreated and abused you. Let me tell you, every single hard conversation with the Nathan, every single place we find ourselves when consequences, things, of business deals that have gone bad, they're not always at the hand of a bad decision. If they are, accept the consequences. If not, then lean into the grace of God and recover. You've got to get that community center back open. You've got to do it, sir. The people in that community need you. My God, we thank you. We need you, sis. You've got to get over that. You've got to. You've got to lean into the grace of God. Hallelujah. Your, your difficult conversation is about forgiving somebody that hurts you on purpose, and they hurt you to the point that you hurt them back. Oh, my God. God, but you've got to recover. God, we thank you. We've got to recover, saints. How earth will be? How how else will the earth be salted? Hallelujah! How else will the earth be salted if we don't get back in our rightful places? Oh, Father, we thank you right now. We thank you, God, that we will have relationship. God, in any time that there is a Nathan that must come to us with something that's uncomfortable and exposing, God, that touches a very weakened place or a vulnerability, we will listen. God, if there are consequences, we will repent, change how we think, and accept those things that follow. And with that same tenacity, we will lean into the abundance grace of God that brings restoration and peace. God, even though it will bring no joy in its essence, we know that if we let it train us, that it will bring us and lead us and re-equip us for those things that have been purposed by God. And like David, we will go back to conquering. We will go back to overthrowing. We will go back to gathering the spoils and living the life that you have called us to live. We thank you for it, Father. We thank you for all things that you have done to preset us on ready to recover. And for that, we will forever give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Woman of God, it's back to you. Praise God. Praise God. I thank God for my Nathan. Oh, Nathan. I thank God for you. Nathan, keep coming forth. Is there anyone on the line that would like to make a comment at this time? 
Go ahead. The lines are open. Wow. Wow, wow. Dr. Wright, thank you so much. You gave so many nuggets and so much confirmation. Um, I just want to say this in, in this way. I recently divorced a job that I had been in for almost 10 years. And I almost left there because of some of the things that you were talking about. And God sent a prophet to me to say, no, you can't leave here this way. You need to come and work so-and-so, so-and-so. And so although I divorced that particular job, God put me in another job, and just the things that God has been doing, oh, my God, to let me see that not always that the people uh, appreciate the nation. It's not always that they appreciate that you've been sent. And sometimes you just have to, like you said, just keep it moving and then go and be a part of that team that is saying, mm, thank you, Nathan. We've been praying for you. We've been looking for you. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you letting the Lord speak through you because this confirmation was so well needed by me. Thank you, thank you. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for the word on tonight. Thank you, Apostle Black, for your confirmation for the word on tonight. Is there anyone else that would like to speak at this time? Again, we are so excited about this Monday night service, which has really gave us something to not just think on, but to talk about, to share with other people about finding out who and why your Nathan has come, who your Nathan is and why your Nathan has come. We want to just say, God, we thank you for our Nathan. Don't forget our foundation of Scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I thank Dr. Wright for uh, being on the ministry tonight. She really put some fire up under us for us to allow a word to cook and simmer in our spirit, for to put that word down in us that we would have something to hold on to for the rest of the week. I thank God for that. I thank God for just knowing the first of the month is her month that she starts us off with saying, thank you, Lord, for our Nathan for this week, which which is the first week of July. And I tell you, that word was like what's supposed to be happening on tomorrow, fireworks. Ooh, that's some fireworking word on tonight. Come back next Monday. It will be our second Monday of the month where our speaker will be Pastor Servant Troy Thomas at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And let's see what the Lord has put in his mouth for us for the second week of July for this month. And if you come back this Friday, I, Minister Sylvia Kaiser, will be your host for Friday night. Let's see what God has put in my spirit to share with you all on this Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you come back Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will hear from our very own Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, which is our overseer for Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron Ministry, Law Talk Radio, we are so excited to see what God will be putting in her mouth to just release over us, to see what the apostle is 
releasing over us in the land, and I thank God for that. Um, I'm going to give it back to Dr. Wright to see if he she has any closing remarks for us, also to tell us about her book, and to pray us out. Happy Fourth of July, everyone, and just celebrate God as you celebrate the birth of America, celebrate the new birth in you, which is through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Dr. Wright is back in your hands. Thank you so much, woman of God. And I do appreciate the opportunity to share. We have a book uh, book on Amazon. It's called The Last Rx, The Last Description You'll Ever Need. And listen, you all, that book was birthed uh, in my heart as Holy Spirit taught me to understand the importance of boundaries in order to keep my safe, keep myself emotionally and spiritually and psychologically safe. And a lot of times we have put the safety of our person, the agency of who we will become uh, in the hands of other people. And that is um, very, very risky because sometimes people uh, in their best efforts can mishandle us. And so it was such a time that God needed to teach that to me and we were able to pin that book Trust me, you will be blessed by reading it, the last RX, the last prescription you'll ever need on um, Amazon. And I thank you again for allowing me time to share that. I appreciate this platform so much uh, and everything that everyone has said especially when God uh, unctions us to be everything that he has always uh, required and hoped that we would be the plans to, he's unctioning us to carry out those plans and then gives us through his word uh, a way and a road map to do just that. That is a blessing to me because it always is to me first. And so as I am encouraged in um, every place that I might need to recover those places, where I made me to uh, be retrained in those places where I'm abounding in grace and returning to places of unfettered victory. I am uh, truly excited for myself and for those that will lean into the word and receive it, let it go into your heart and bring forth the fruit of righteousness. And with that being said, we bless you. We bless you all that are listening and all that will listen. And woman of God, we're back to you. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity on tonight to come together and join together. And we just ask you, God, for a special blessing. And we as we pray for Minister Margot, that as you continually heal her body, God, let her not lose the faith. Keep her, God, in a, a mindset that if God is for me, he's more than the world against me. God is for me. He is my healer. He's my redeemer. He's my restorer. He's my everything. When God is for me, there's nothing that he won't do for me because I am his child. I thank God for always being there for us when we pray. I thank God for covering all of my friends and family. I thank God for covering everyone that has lost someone at this time to just keep on holding on to God's unchanging hand. Do not look to the side. Do not look to the left. Do not look to the back or forth. Do not look down, but hold your head up and just tell God you thank him. You thank him. I thank God for opening up the ears for this ministry on tonight to be heard. I thank God for opening up the hearts for this ministry on tonight to be received. I thank God for letting this worldwide ministry be spread all over the world, that whether they can hear it in our guys or not, we thank God, thank God, thank God. In Jesus' name, we pray these. We love you with the love of the Lord and there's nothing you can do about it. Amen. Good night, everyone.